Hey, this is Scott from Ghostly Talk. This is Amber. And what you're about to listen to was our interview with Sherry Brake in our hotel room at the 2018 Haunted America Conference. A lot of fun was had. Kind of a different formula we used for doing this. We didn't really bring too much equipment <laughs> for this trip, you know, as we're still kind of easing back into the whole podcast game. So we just kind of grabbed a snowball mic plugged it into one of our laptops, and let her rip. So here we go. Enjoy our talk over drinks with Sherry Brake at the 2018 Haunted America Conference. Is this mic going to pick everybody up? It's picking everybody up right this now. This is great. Okay. This is great. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're at the Haunted America Conference 2018. We're in our room. And this will be totally after the fact, so I can say we're in room 117. Exactly. Ooh, it's haunted. It's poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. Ha- <laughs> the Haunted Room 117 at the Best Western premiere here in Alton, yeah. Illinois, uh, at the conference, as I said. Uh, and Sherry Break, you're here. To That's right. I'm here, and I'm honored to be here among beauty and brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And bullshit, right? Can I say that? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. You can say right. this is unfiltered. Lots of bullshit. <laughs> no, um, we, this is like we're, we, when we were preparing for this conference, you know, back in the old days, we used to bring a whole rig with us. Like, you know, we used to bring all this stuff and we would do all these really insane recordings. And we, when we brought, when we had Doug back, one of our original co-hosts on the show, uh, we had him back and we, we recorded him on, a, on your phone. At a party. We did, and phone technology has come a long way, it's, so it's it amazing. actually well, worked yeah. really I mean, well. It's super cool, because, yeah, and, we're, and what we're dealing, like, we're actually in this room, and we're just using, ironically enough, that snowball mic Doug bought years ago. Yeah. We bought that years ago, and it just kind of stayed with our equipment right. inventory. Right, right. Yeah. So I figured, let's try something this year, and if some people from the conference were, wanted to come and come into our disaster area of a room we have going it's around. not that bad it's, it's so messy and it looks like something from star wars the mic you know <laughs> yeah like r2d2 right? or something <laughs> mini me so sherry was nice enough to join us here and hang out and yes. we don't and much like we just did the speaker panel which i think i mean this is all gonna be after the fact um i'm gonna work with troy on this and we're gonna kind of with the with ghostly talk we're gonna take some of these recordings we did tonight and throw them up on the show for our archives. Yeah, why not? I mean, because we're going to do a swap cast type thing with the American Haunties podcast with their stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so we did that earlier. We're literally like steaming off of that, and now we're just kind of chilling out uh, in our room. And much like the conversation we just had earlier in front of like 200 people, um, we had no plan with that, and there's not really any plan with this either. No, no but there's so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody's interested. Everybody's fascinated with the paranormal, with yeah. haunted locations, with ghost hunts, with equipment, with uh, even the French stuff, the UFOs, the Bigfoot sightings, the cryptids. I mean, it's all fascinating. And where I live yeah. in West Virginia, I'm to the north of me is the uh, Flatwoods Green Monster. Oh, yeah. Okay? To the south of me is the Greenbrier Ghost. To the west of me is Mothman, and to the east of me is Harper's Ferry, yep. with all the Civil War guys. Yep. So, I mean, so, West Virginia is just Basically, oozy. we just need to go stay with Sherry yes. for a week. Because well, Sherry yes. is building a beautiful cabin in the woods. I too. know, I yes. saw. It's a, little big, a little bigger than a cabin. Yeah, well, a little bigger than a cabin. Five bedrooms and five bathrooms. Cabins in style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking but, uh, beautiful. You know, we talked about energy uh, on the panel, about earth energy and stuff like that. And the Native American Indians never had a village 
in all of what is now West Virginia because they felt this dark energy. They weren't comfortable with it. And you know, Indians were all about energy, good medicine, bad medicine. So they would travel throughout what is West Virginia. They would raid. They would um, do hunting and fishing because of, of all the plentiful game and the, and the rivers and the caves and things like that. But they would not settle there because it felt off. The energy was off. There was there was really no permanent no permanent settlement. Now, if you look wow. at Ohio, north of the Ohio River, you have Chillicothe, you have Coshocton. Those were Shawnee villages, you know. So you had settlements. So when they would do their raids, they would raid from Sandusky, Lake Erie, okay. uh, Coshocton, Chillicothe, on down across the mighty Ohio River into Western Virginia. Okay. And they would take their their Indian captives and, and hunt and fish and things like that. But they would they would retreat back north. They felt that that energy was off. They believed that the sycamore trees, mm -hmm. you know, you're familiar with yeah. the sycamore trees, uh, were a tree of dark spirits. Oh, a sycamore? A sycamore, because the bark. It looks the bark sick. Looks the tree looks sick. It's like a camouflage, green yeah. and white pattern. And they believed that those trees had evil spirits in them. And if you drive anywhere through West Virginia, you see sycamore trees everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that had a little bit to do with it back in the day or what, but they, they felt... They felt they had that dark energy. That whole state huh. was just cloaked in, so they didn't settle there. But uh, it's it's a mysterious area to live. Like you've got the you've got the men in black and, and Mothman yeah. country yeah. in Point yeah. Pleasant. Yeah. You've got UFO sightings up and down along the Ohio River. Bigfoot sightings. Um, it's just a really really cool place to live. It's magical in the mountains. And um, I have a column that I write every month for a magazine. It's Haunted Appalachia. And I talk about Southern Ohio and along the Ohio River and West Virginia and all of its mysterious energies and whatnot. Um, our farm is located on an old coal mine site. And Rosemary tonight was talking about mines and how they have energy yeah. because of the very coal itself has an energy to it, just yeah. like quartz and crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so it's fascinating stuff. We, and, we, and for real, you know, in the panel discussion from earlier, um, I, I meant that. Like, we've been talking about that for years on the show. I think it's probably one of the most talked about things we've ever no, we've ever mm -hmm. done is just mm -hmm. this idea of an environment. You know, and that's kind of what Troy, you know, he alluded, he, he went into that trip. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, I'm not really worried about the people. I'm more worried uh -huh. about the place itself. It's the location, the yeah. land, that layering of the energy, whether it was mound builders or Native American Indians or the War of 1812 or Civil War, Revolutionary War. Yeah or mass burials from the influenza epidemic of 1917. What is there is layered and layered and layered, and sometimes stuff is just perfect. The atmosphere's right, Yeah. the energy from the moon, you know, new moons, full yeah. moons, solar flares, ley lines, you know, this is a passion of mine, this, this, this dousing, you know, and finding these lines of energy, because they affect us. Yeah. If your house is on a ley line, you have geopathic stress. If you've got a ley line running through your bed, you can get sick. Okay, so how do you tell if there's a ley line going through your property? Right. Nobody has ever made a map that's all-inclusive because it would take you forever to try right. to do it. Um, downtown Seattle in Washington, there was a company that wanted to rent um, an office building, and they had ley line studies done of downtown Seattle and paid a lot of money because what? they knew no way. that if you put an office building on top of a ley line, that that energy can be non-productive for those workers. They could be tired, they could have headaches, they might nap at their desk or whatever like that. Yeah. It's not good energy. So they wanted to make sure that where they rented was free from that ley line energy. When I do investigations in houses, that's one thing I douse for. Because if you've got a ley line running through a house, you've got exhaustion, you've got headaches, you've got nightmares. The kids will wet the bed, they'll have night terrors because that energy is constant on the human body. And your body needs a rest. It's EMF, Yeah. basically, it's EMF. No, you're constantly being bombarded by that. You don't get a break. You, you don't are, get yeah. and, and I talk about this, uh, like with the, the, the dousing classes and stuff, people don't realize you've got modems in your house. She's wearing a pendulum. I mean, that's sort of a form, well, do you think it a pendulum's a form of dousing? It, you can use it, yes. You can use it as in your hand, holding it in your hand as a type of dousing. But there are stones that can help protect you from EMF. 
but, but people have to yeah. realize you got these wireless modems well, in your, yeah. your house. I know. And that let's, go, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Shut them off at night because all these studies you know, are coming. So fucking it's so interesting because you. I mean, okay. For example, we were in uh, we were in Mackinac Island last yeah. weekend, and um, despite the eye injury that I acquired, um, that's for another show. That's for another show. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. I slept. Very sound. I slept really. But there was still EMF. They still had wireless in the hotel. I, but you know, it's a change of environment, though. It I is, slept and it depends really on how good. Close you are but, to it, and sometimes there's shielding that they have in the walls for noise protection and things like that, and that shielding can prevent that EMF signal from being really, really strong where you're sleeping at. Because you know, another all, prime example of that though would be. Us sleeping in the Sally house because there was none of that. Well, that's yeah, that's from what. That's and we've talked about that before. That ago. was the best damn yeah, thing we've know, ever and, had. You know, that's a great story because yeah, the Sally house, Atchison, Kansas. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. We heard all these insane stories like people being run out of there, being scratched, being punched, all these horrible things. So we went there for we had a three day excursion. We we rented the house for a weekend, and I mean I won't lie, I was like, wow, this is gonna be wild there's gonna be all kinds of crazy stuff happening however i like i'm i'm happy that even at that time i was rooted in reality enough to not let my let, let my mind throw me into the heebie-jeebies or anything mm-hmm. like that um and we just took it as it came there were a couple of weird things that happened right and that's for another show too well it was for a show we didn't yeah 14 years ago yeah but um as bonnie said it was bizarre because we, yeah, we both slept on that really horrible mm-hmm. This great blow-up mattress that was really good when you laid down on it for the and first. After a while, yeah. but yeah, and and throughout after the night, after a while, we sink into yeah. each other, sink, yes. like a top, like a burrito or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we both said that uh, that we slept. We both slept. I know I did for a fact. Like a rock. We slept yeah. really good. These these studies coming out with EMF. I mean, they've they've been studying this for years. Uh, and you've probably heard studies of like fluorescent lights in the school systems affecting oh, children yeah. with their yep. learning abilities it's and worst. things like that. Electrical lines, out power lines outside of your house causing a higher incidences of leukemia and cancers. Yeah. You know, because that EMF is bombarding our body. Our body needs eight, nine, ten hours without that EMF coming at us. Our brain cells need a rest from it. When you've got yeah. a wireless modem in your house and you're shooting out that signal, your brain's not getting that rest, and people yeah. are starting to report jumbled thoughts all night long. Oh, I feel like, like I have that all the time. Like you can't shut it off. Well, that's what I was getting at. Constant. I, mean, I sleep. I, I know. I in our house, I sleep good. I mean, I sleep. I, I'm rested. I'm functioning. I can do what I have to do every day. But I do find myself restless, and I, you know, you know this. I'll get up in the middle of the night just mm-hmm. wandering. Oh, I'll get up to pee, and it's three a.m. Yeah, and he's looking at his phone. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, be, I'll just be woken up by something. I'll just, you know, which is not healthy either. Yeah. Staring yeah. at my stupid phone. Right. Um, but I'll get up and I've done it where I've just gotten up and walked around the house. Yeah, I just, it, I, got, it, I go into paranoia mode and it's like, is the garage shut? Whatever. Yeah, you know? it doesn't let you get into that deep, restful yeah. REM sleep because it's jitter, 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 jitter in your brain. I did an investigation years ago, and um, they complained about headaches and seeing things and, and not resting well. And they had, at the head of the bed, they had those old-time, heavy-duty um, radio clocks, clock radios from yeah. like the 1970s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The EMF meter pegged both of them off the charts. And I said, you guys, this is the room you sleep in. And they're like, yeah, we just we can't get any rest. We just moved yeah. here about a year ago. You know, we're so tired throughout the day. I said, each one of your clock radios pegs this EMF meter like crazy. Get rid of those, buy something more current, battery operated maybe, put it away from the bed. Yeah. They called me a couple months later and they said, thank you so much, instantly. Huh. Better rest, no nightmares, yeah. felt better. But they had no idea that that EMF was bombarding them, you know, 10 hours a that's night a while ser- they That's a seriously right cool idea. Well, you know, because obviously Amber and I don't live together. Um, what we should do? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. You live together? Yeah, yeah, we do. Shit. Yeah, yeah, we do. Really. What we should do? I mean, I want to try that as an experiment. This is what I've been calculating this whole conversation. Shut is, it off. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I mean, for a couple of nights, I'm going yeah. to seriously do this. I'm going to just unplug everything. On something else that people don't think about is what's behind your headboard. Is there a refrigerator? Is the kitchen there? Is there water running? 
you know, because water running, a toilet, a sink, anything like that behind a headboard, it's, it's, just, it's feng shui. Yeah. It's all feng shui. You know, if you have a computer screen in the room next to you, you get that yeah. EMF off the back of that computer screen. So you got to remember, too, what's on the other side of my wall. I, um, I, I, can, I can say, at least in our situation, the way my house is built, um, the other side of the wall of the bedroom literally is, it's just the end of the house. Okay. However, there is uh, the electricity meter. Okay. I don't know what kind of, I don't think that really kicks out any EMF though. It's just, it's just it like the meter by it. It can, it can. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to go, but the, the, the modem and you know, the router itself, I mean, both those pieces, um, I really, from this conversation, a takeaway at least is gonna be that. I wanna unplug that thing for a few nights and see how the hell I sleep person. There, there's a company that is now manufacturing shielding clothing. And it's a nightgown or pajama pants or something like that. Um, and they also have like a like a car seat that you can put uh, in your car because your car has EMF. Your engine has EMF coming off of it. Have you ever thought about being in a car all day long and you arrive and you're exhausted? Well, you feel like shit. Yeah. You just drove yeah, out of here yesterday. You're so tired. You, you, why are you so tired? You're, you're just sitting the there. You are absorbing all of that. Well, I, wrote, I also had to ride with Bonnie and Amber all oh day long, God. too. So that's kind Look, of exhausting. Look, we... So. Were the best part of that trip, so I don't want to hear any shit from you. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I mean, how can you argue with that? Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. In all seriousness, you're right. Because even you know, even in co uh, contemporary vehicles, even in the last ten years, um, they're computers. Mm -hmm. They are computers. Oh yeah, they're, definitely. They are computer driven. They are computer driven but, machines. You know, this this all ties into the paranormal. I mean, we might sound like we're just talking about science and EMF and stuff like that, but if you have a house. And you've got all of this stuff around you, all this technology, these modems running, this EMF all over the place. You've got EMF at your head because of your, your radios and your alarm clocks and stuff like that. We don't give our brain enough of a rest. You know, and if you've got a building that's built on a ley line, yeah. you've got energy running through there constantly, which will affect your health, which will also fuel the activity in yeah. your yeah. house as well. So, you know, as a dowser myself, I love dousing, and yeah. that's one thing I do when I investigate a property, is I find out if you've got a ley line running through your room. Because if you've got crazy stuff happening in your room, there's a chance it's fueled by that ley line. Yeah. Move your bed to a different spot. You know, if your kids are crying in the middle of the night and they wet the bed all the time, move the crib to another area of the that's room. That's what Amber does. Get it off the ley line. <laughs> Get it off the ley line. But, you know, people are like, how do I know if I've got a ley line that runs underneath my house? Yeah. Walk around your house and look, because you can see visible signs of it. Um, a sidewalk that is cracked. A foundation that has a crack. <gasps> we have trees. Trees no. that have, you like, have weird fits. growths on them. Okay. Like, you know, the, like the little burl yeah. things that, okay, if you've got that. Um, an area that is always infested by ants. Ants. Oh man, we're fucked. Shit. Our whole house is fucked. Like, everything you're ants. talking about, we have. We have. Ants feel that vibration and uh. draw into that. Also, if you have a cat, a cat likes to sleep where there is ley line energy, and they'll always oh gravitate you need to, get to the foot of the bed. No, we have. Or we have under you know under yeah. a table or something like that because they can feel that energy and they're more comfortable. Our neighborhood uh, where we live, there's a there's a handful of feral cats. That are always but they around. can be anywhere. I mean, just saying we have feral cats doesn't mean there's necessarily like a ley line. But if they're always drawn to a certain spot, I mean, these are things that you look. They you haven't left. And you look. They've been there how many years? <laughs> have they been there? Oh, I Scott's don't gonna sell the house now. Yeah, I'm moving. Thanks, Sherry. Wow. But it's it's interesting. This geopathic stress. You know, yeah. Well, you know, no, and it's and super hide. interesting because I mean, it's it's interesting we're talking about this very topic because uh, it it is personal for me. The last like four or five months, it's got lots of glasses. Uh, I've had I've been on this kind of quest, like trying to understand what true rest is, right? Uh, I and you know I, I'm 43 now, and just like six months ago, somebody's like, "Well, when you're actually like dreaming, you're actually sleeping." So that's how I gauge every night when I go to bed and get up for work or whatever. It might be, did I dream? Did I have some type of weird dream, whatever, the purple elephants were jumping off the cliff right, or whatever it was. Right. It don't matter what the dream was. Was I dreaming? Yeah. So I'm trying to dream. I, you know, every night I'm like, okay, am I dreaming? And I'm also obviously 
just said, you know, okay, quit sitting there staring at YouTube till 2 o'clock in the morning right, right. and getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning every day. And I've been trying to just go to bed at an earlier time and be a little more healthy when it comes to trying to sleep. Yeah. Um, but there are all these other things. You know, I, personal stress, whatever it might be, it affects your sleep. I don't care who you are. Oh, it sure uh, does. I can attest to that. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you can. It sure does. Uh, and, but you know, this whole trip, just with the router itself, and that's what we're going back to that. I've been on the road a lot the last couple of months, and um, I found it kind of strange that a lot of hotels I've stayed in uh, over the last two months, I've slept like a baby. I have slept so hard. And I mean, it's not to say that I'm I not think it, that's the alcohol. Well, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> we do. Let's same. be honest. But, no, you but know. There, there is that. But you know, we. But I do the same thing in my little goof around the house and have some shenanigans and have a bonfire, or whatever it is. And I found myself being a bit restless at home, mm -hmm. being up and down. Start turning, start turning the modem off. You know, I, I traveled around Ohio here a couple weeks ago and uh, spent the night at my cousin's house, and I slept like crap. Every 15 minutes, I was awake looking at the clock. Got up the next day, made my bed, and they had their house modem was between the bedside table and my bed, and my oh. head was like a foot away oh. from it, and I'm like, oh god, I had no idea, you know, yeah. and I'm like, that, that's what happened. I was bombarded all night long, and you start noticing this, yeah. and it's just, it's a simple flip of a switch, you know, just do it at night, but, you and, know, and give your brain and your body a rest from it. So we shut the modem off, right? We still are bombarded with other signals. Sure. Though. I mean, sure. Christ, this is, you know. Yeah, get it away from your head. Well, don't keep your cell phone by yeah, your bed. My shit says right next to my head. A couple, yeah, charge it away from you. Get your Kindle. Get the, what do they call it now? The orange screen or something, the blue screen yeah, or something blue, like that. Yeah, the yeah, blue screen. Yeah, the blue both my phones sit right next to my head. Mm -hmm. Well, and I fall asleep with headphones. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, yeah. you're more insane and a, than I And am. a backup, like an old Galaxy 5 that I have, and I fall asleep to YouTube ASMR videos every night. Right. So you and think it's you're right getting, there. You're trying, uh, and the, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure you know what ASMR is. Have you heard of that before? Uh, they're, they're creepy as hell. No, they're, they're not really all creepy. creepy. It's not all creepy. I forget the technical term what ASMR stands for, but it's like, there's this whole community of people that, so whenever, have you ever done something or, okay, so have you ever encountered someone that just immediately relaxes you by their voice, their right, movements, right, right. how they are? Well, there's this trigger that happens in your brain. Some people call it tingles. Like they actually get tingles from how someone speaks or does something and it's extremely relaxing. Some people just get immediately relaxed, but there's this whole world on YouTube where people are maybe role-playing some little, like... It's creepy. Weird stuff. They whisper. They do things. Like, I follow this girl, Ting Ting. She's Asian. And she did, like, this whole Japanese or Chinese tea ceremony. But the way she moves, and it's, like, very oh, zen. Yes, and she's yes. the way she's doing everything, and she speaks very quietly. It's like drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. it's so yeah. relaxing. And people, like, love it. And I, I, I got addicted to it, and I fall uh, asleep to it every night. Yeah. Yeah, so and we and she does. Yeah. And you were doing it last night. We were laying here in the hotel. Well, that was room. coast to coast. I didn't do ASMR. But you know, the subject of rest is so weird to but me. But the phone's I, still I, right I, by I, me. I hate to keep ripping on that, but because um, I've tried different, I you know, I, I had a, I had a long stretch. Go ahead. I was going to say, I need you. You need to check out lessemf.com. It's a company out of New York, and they sell all kinds of shielding. Right. Garments, all kinds of EMF protecting things to put in your yeah. vehicle, yeah. just so that you can, you know, get healthy again and rest. Well, the vehicle, you know, but the vehicle thing, I mean, not to not to be a pain in the ass, but the vehicle thing, I do under, I mean, I'm with you on that. There, I mean, vehicles, anything past, especially in the last ten years, like I said, just working in the auto industry. Um, it's a, it's a glorified computer now. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. the, the, I just the got stuff, a new one last week. The stuff that just go, yeah, there's just so much stuff into them. But, you know, there is the aspect, if you're taking a long trip in a car, it's just stress on your body as it is. I mean, you're going to get beat up. And it's just the alternative side of this thing, too. I think there is something to say about just staring in one direction for 10 hours straight that it does kind of make boring. you tired. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's boredom. It, it wears you out. But, I mean, again, there but is... But why that. would that... It's not like you're running. No, it's well, not you like, so why are you so tired? But, but that's what makes it interesting because you, you have this... Uh, well, the idea, okay, well, 
stress. I'm out working every day. I'm knocking things into the ground, picking heavy things up and putting them back down again. I'm doing all this physical activity. Um, that makes you tired. But the I, you know, yeah. Physical tired. Yeah, on the, on the physical tired, yeah, on the surface. But now, okay, the idea of sitting in, in a chair in a but rolling it's a box. it's mental tired. It's not a yes, physical tired. But no, we're talking be. physical, though. Yeah, uh, you're sitting in a chair in a rolling box in air conditioning. You're, with I mean, snacks. You're com- with snacks. Yeah, that's important, too. Uh, you're relatively in a very comfortable environment. You are, I think. but you're still tired. But you're still tired and beat up. Mm-hmm. I mean, even flying. I mean, I just flew to Baltimore a couple weeks ago, and I'm talking an hour, hour and a half tops. Uh, and even going there, not you know, the, I don't judge the, the coming back part because you're tired as it is from a trip or whatever, but going there... I left. I got off the airplane. I was like, "Oh God!" And it's an hour and a half flight of just what kind of EMFs coming off that plane. Well, yeah, yeah. They got they got a Wi-Fi in the whole plane, like you can you can connect up to for eight dollars. By the way, we uh, we we're putting some tiny cabins on our on our farm. We've got three hundred and fifty acres, and people are like, "We want to come visit. We want to come." So we're putting up these tiny cabins. Uh, and I advertised it at my website. Hey, we're going to have these cabins for rent. Yeah. And I had a woman contact us. She wanted to know if we had a cabin that was EMF free. Huh. And I said, we do. We have a solar off-grid cabin, no Wi-Fi, yeah. you know? And she's like, I have to find places like that to stay at. And I was hoping that you would have something that was remote with, like, virtually no cell phone service. And I'm like, yeah, we've got the one for you. That's all solar. And she's like, I, my wow. body, I have, like, an allergy to EMF. And it affects her. She has lupus. So it, it, it affects her disorder on top of it and she's like I just have to find places yeah. to go like that and she said it's real hard all hotels bed and breakfasts and all this every, everybody has Wi-Fi and she says I just can't I can't dig it she says it kills me so I thought that's interesting hmm. somebody would actually ask about well, why well, you know it's taking it's taking the ideas we're talking about to the next level like mm-hmm. look I'm not gonna live around this stuff anymore mm-hmm. I can't deal with it um, God this is just so cool I mean I'm, you wonder when when um, a hotels will jump on the bandwagon and maybe offer like a EMF free serenity bed. They put your room in a right? Faraday cage, basically. You know, That's yeah, what they basically. do. That's what they right, have to do. Right. And, and uh, it's seren- serenity and no no excessive EMF in this room, no Wi Fi. You know, well, you know what about that? You know, to take this out a little further, like maybe into the weeds, I don't know. Like, uh, I, out back to the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said a few minutes ago, like, I, I have been on this quest. I've been. Like, I really need to, like, find, I, I find the older that I get, the more busy I get. You know, the more, the more I'm just like, and Amber knows, I come mm-hmm. home and I'm like, you know, there's all these things I have to do and she has to bear the brunt of that sometimes, unfortunately. Um, but I do feel the older I get, and I, it, it may just be the world around me, too, the world around you, the world around you guys, too, uh, where everything is speeding up. We know that. That's, that's, an, that's a given. Um, and, but, you know... Like this, this, I mean, I'm holding a phone to the listening audience right now. I mean, like earlier, there's a, there was a handful of people that were right around me while Troy and people were speaking and they're just sitting there staring at this goddamn phone. And I mean, mine's right here in my pocket. I'm like, dude, seriously, like it's a personal tether. And, and I mean, I'm working very hard. I mean, consciously this idea that I don't want to keep looking. It, it's actually annoying the hell out. I'm getting to a point now as a person with this device right here where I hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it because this does not give me any peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't rest. This this keeps me awake at nighttime. This yeah. stresses me out. Yeah, you feel like you have to constantly be on top of it. Yeah. And, and I'm tired of looking at this thing. You know, like we, go, we go to concerts and it blows my mind. Like, I, And I'm, I mean... Bonnie, Amber, we were just at a concert. A I'm used ago. to it though now because I'm doing it too. It, no, it still pisses recording. me off. It's like, yeah. dude, you Not are you are, you're Not seeing this in, this beautiful spectacle happening in front of you, right? Uh, but you have to look at it through the lens of this piece of shit device mm-hmm. that was made for like like five bucks, and you paid like three hundred bucks for oh, it. Or whatever. Sure, sure. And I mean, it's pathetic when you think about it that way. But you have these really cool things right here, these optical things that have been the result of millions of years of evolution, and you still have to look at this spectacle through this thing, right? So this right here gives me no peace. Yeah. Well, you go back, was, one, you go back one generation, and you look at what people did when they came home from work. How did they relax? They sat in front of the TV, TV. talked yeah, to family, yeah. had dinner. Yeah. That was it. And then you went to bed. 
and you slept. Now it's like, oh, I, ding, ding, I yeah. got a message, you know, is it, what's going on here, what's going on here, you know, somebody's trying yeah. to message me at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning, and it's that constant accessibility that we, so, we can't shut it off. It makes and me think draining. literally of this morning, I went out for a walk this morning, you saw me yeah. when I walked in all covered in sweat and rainwater and whatnot, I was way out, and I, I was in an area where there were some really cool old homes, mm. um, now, I, I I hate to admit this, but I was kind of like walking along. Hey, what's going on? Be, these are really cool. Like, you know, they're not mansions, but these really nice old houses. And uh, one house I walked by, a beautiful Victorian type old home. And I looked in the window, like just, what's going on here, you know? And there was this man sitting there with a you know lamp like that behind you. And he had a newspaper in his hand. Mm -hmm. I just saw this man sitting there with a news. This just happened like this morning, just sitting there reading a newspaper, and I mean, and that immediately stroked all these eyes. Like, okay, that's a retired man. His house is paid for, mm -hmm. and he's just like enjoying himself reading the news as good as that could be these days. Right. Uh, but he's just like sitting there using his eyes and relaxing, and he's at some type of peace and rest, maybe in his life. And that's that's all them like all these neurons fired when I saw that, and it was so pure and cool to me. Like a Norman Rockwell moment. Yeah, right yeah. Now. And it, just a man in a chair, and I didn't see his face. Mm -hmm. I saw a hand, and I saw a newspaper, and mm -hmm. I saw a lamp, and I'm like, it sparked all these really great ideas. And you don't see that no more. No. You know, it's always no. this thing. Right. And I, I'm not shitting on technology. I think technology's no, so cool. It's great, and you know I can apply this to my ghost hunting tours we're doing tours for 17 years the very beginning yeah before ghost hunters was on tv taps was on tv it was a couple years before that yeah the equipment was the cool thing everybody wanted cases and cases of equipment oh so yeah you have people showing up buying i mean you know we're talking hardcore like metal you know, yeah oh, i yeah, know i yeah. see it yeah and, it, and and i'm like listen you, you gotta you gotta charge your batteries you gotta you gotta plug in stuff, we talked about gotta, this just earlier yeah, that we were sitting like, there you, having lunch yeah you're so completely yeah. immersed and i better have these charged i gotta go back out and get another storage yeah. card i gotta get this you know where's my laptop but you miss these paranormal experiences that are happening around you and the more and more I, you know, I'm going down the path of this. I'm starting to use less equipment, leaving stuff in the car, you know, and immersing myself. I go to the prison, I sit in a cell, I shut off my flashlight, and I might talk out loud. I might turn a recorder on, you know, but I'm leaving all the equipment. I'm not hauling the, you know, my extension cords and setting up tripods in yeah, the hallway right. or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, and it's that's me and you. This no, is this is exact. This really is a, a a mirror of what we were talking about earlier today, and I mean that was ten years ago. I started. I mean, I was getting to a point the same. Like literally, I mean, I know you've been there already too, where, yeah, I'm I'm tired, and it's born out of laziness. It really like oh, I'm tired of carrying all this equipment around. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but I yeah, get, it all comes down though just having a well, human. Yeah, experience. you know, I mean, I, like I told you earlier, I was like, I'm not looking to get some picture or piece of audio or something to go viral or whatever it might be. Uh, it don't matter to me. I, I, that's that was my phone. Oh, speak of the devil. Uh, <laughs> oh, I better look at that right now. Uh, I mean, really, it is. I mean, what what involvement I have in this field now with the radio show and going to conferences and whatnot. Uh, whatever experiences may come down the pipe, I just want to see them with my own eyes. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. Sound yeah. familiar, right? I have thousands and thousands of people that come and tour with me a year, and everybody's like, what's the best piece of equipment? What do I need to buy to come on the next hunt? What can I get? What can yeah. I order? What can, you know, what do you think about the spirit box? What do you think about this? What do you, and I'm like, yeah. you can go spend thousands of dollars on equipment, seriously, but I'm gonna tell you, bring a camera, you know, learn how to use, the video, the audio on it, or a sound recorder, whatever, and just bring yourself. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to do. The That's camera, to have. the camera really should be used for. And Doug and I, years ago, the first time we went to Mansfield Reformatory, uh, many many years ago, uh, we brought our cameras, but we learned very quick between the two of us because there was. A, and this is like 2001, okay. and we were walking around this really cool place, this massive prison, you know, 
I know Large, I'm in like the back yeah, of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, this, the, you know, largest freestanding cell block on the planet. Uh, Six tiers. Yep, yeah, massive. Uh, Sherry wrote the book on it. I did. She did it at Mansfield. Yeah. Yeah. Where was I at? Some haunted <laughs> history of the Ohio State Oh, yeah. she's got no, fun. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but okay. No, no, you know. You know I, mean, I wasn't about to go into some trip on all these stats, but um, my whole point was... Uh, <laughs> you could say I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I've done a couple of tours myself. I mean, oh, wow. it got to a point for a while that I was going there so much, they said, why don't you just do some tours? You should, yeah, you yeah, should. Like just, just be a guide. And I did a couple. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but the whole point with... The, with Back then in 2001, Doug and I learned really quick, like, okay, we saw people walking out going, well, I didn't see a goddamn ghost. Like, because they're just going to pop out. Well, yeah, or, right? Like, I didn't see a ghost. What the hell? I came I here to see I want money a... back. And I, we're like, well, wait a minute, dude. Okay, look where you're at. Yeah. Look where you're at right now. Uh, this is super cool. Like, I had... you, should, you should enjoy where you're at, like the, 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 this place itself. I'll never forget, I, had, I booked the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Second largest stone cut building in America, five miles of hallways, built during the Civil War. This building is mammoth, right? Yeah. And I had a couple that came that night, and they came on a lot of my hunts. And uh, it was kind of a pricey, pricey hunt to do. It's five thousand dollars for me to rent the building. For wow. Them, right? right. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It's crazy. Okay. okay. So everybody's got high expectations because they paid like two hundred dollars a spot to come yeah. and go. They've got forty people, you know, so it kept it nice and intimate. This couple left, and they're like, we're so disappointed. It just seemed like there was people everywhere we went. And I said, there are 971 patient rooms in this building. There are 42 people on this hunt. There's five miles of hallway. Yeah. And you're telling me that there were too many people. She's like, well, nothing happened. Well, we saw this little apparition of a girl. And I'm like, okay. And they're yeah. like, but we were really disappointed. Nothing happened. But, <laughs> did it you know, come out and shake your but, hand? But I did get my hair You're pulled. And I'm like, okay. And we did capture this EVP. And well, I'm like, what? How, how, much, were, how much, you know, were you expecting? How much more do you want? You had an apparition. You got touched. You know. That's you about the top me. of the paranormal. Like, I'm like, like, well, yeah, but we were just expecting a more active night. And I'm like, oh. people would knock you down to have one exactly. of those experiences happen. Yeah, I, I can't never tell you how many times. I can't tell you I'm how many times I've gone into a place and absolutely yeah. nothing happened for the entire night. Yeah. Like, literally nothing just happened. A, just a hair. There you go. But that's why... I've always said, if you're going to get into ghost hunting, really like the people you're with. Because yeah. they're going to be your entertainment 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like them, find a different group. Because yeah. I've gone many places where nothing happened at all. Right, and that's what I tell people. You know, I do the, I do the ghost hunting classes at the Reformatory, at the mm -hmm. Reformatory, for the Reformatory. And you know, we'll have 100 people in two classes. And then they come back and they investigate with me that night. And at the beginning of the class, I'm like, who's seen a paranormal series on TV or a show? Almost everybody raises their hand. Oh, I'm like, yeah. wipe it. Yeah. Completely we talked about this earlier, mind. too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Wipe it out of your mind because there's not going to be a demon in the corner. Yeah, right. You know, nobody's going to love a tape yeah. over here. There's, nothing gonna, there's not going to be anything for Zach Baggins you know, to scream at. Ghost hunting is like <laughs> fishing. Yeah. You no, sit and you wait, wait and you wait and you might get a bite. You might see a movement, shadow out of the corner of your eye, you but you know what? DP, and that gets you. You might hooked. get a sunfish right. or a big walleye. Yeah, exactly. We since we kind of started doing our show again, this has been our this is our third time back since we kind of got ghostly caught going again. And I do see something that three years ago or two and two years ago technically here. It, it's something that I've noticed. Like two years ago when we were here, I did see like. You know, and I, I can't keep up with all the shows. I, I it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, you're right, um, but I did see a lot of T-shirts, for example. Let's just go with that. T-shirts of these shows, or and I've you know last year I saw a couple. This year I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. Like, so I do think you know my, you know, and I don't want to I don't want to beat up on anybody who's trying to make a living doing no. something. I mean, no. I really I, I it's cool. I have my own beliefs. We all have our own ideas about what this field's about. Uh, but this year, I haven't seen... And this is the first night, technically. You know. Yeah, yeah. you still might see some tomorrow. Yeah, yes. 
But tonight, I saw nothing like that whatsoever. Because yeah. I do know Troy Taylor is one of those people that don't, you know, he's, with his conference here, he's one that's pretty open about, you know, not really endorsing. And I'm, and again, to whoever's listening to this thing right now. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, if, if this is what you want to idolize, that's cool. <laughs> and I mean, but I, I mean, I like to be within the reality of, are you like looking at food? I'm ordering pizza. You have to. <laughs> keep talking. I'm ordering You have to remember, you know, this is for entertainment. Television's for entertainment. Well, yeah, I, I've yeah. worked on many of those shows, done background research, been on camera, whatever. And it's to the point now where I'm like, somebody will call, and most of the time I'm like, I'm really busy. You know, right. I don't, I can't help well, you. You know, I mean. And then there's the cool stuff to do, like Stephen King's Castle Rock. We talked which, about that. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. cool doing, doing that. Yeah. Did you have, you did some background for I, that? I did. I That's did, so cool. I did. Yeah. Um, I was actually the mother of an inmate. At the Shawshank Prison, which is actually the West Virginia Penitentiary yeah. in the series Castle Rock. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be cool. So it's neat to help out on stuff like that, you know. Um, America's Scariest Places on Earth filmed yeah. a show with me just a couple months ago, which will be shown in October. Fun. And it was the West Virginia Penitentiary yeah, again, yeah. telling my stories in the boiler room, you know, which is kind of cool. So it's nice to do shows like that because they present the history. Right. Yeah. But the other stuff, it's all... I don't, it's not fabricated. I don't want to say it's fabricated, but it's enhanced. Exactly. Um, when I got approached by TAPS in 2005 to be on that West Virginia Penitentiary show, they wanted me to fill out uh, paperwork saying that I would give them all of my evidence <gasps> and all of my photographs Ooh. would become the property of Ooh. the company. I think it was Pilgrim Entertainment yep, or something. Yep, it was. Okay, at the time. And um, uh, it would become the property of the show, and yeah. they would be able to do whatever they wanted to with it. And I'm... I don't really no. think I want to do that because no. I had some pretty good, you know, some evidence yeah. and stuff. I don't want to turn that over to you. But it's neat to be part of something like that. But the right. end Look. product usually isn't what you... I, I understand. Any, 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 yeah. Anybody who's been involved with it's, stuff like that, I under. I mean, I really do. It's fun to be do. involved in television stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, something, it's something that you're doing that not a lot of people get the opportunity to do. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. And that's why I understand that where the stars will pop in someone's eyes immediately... And that's fine. And, again, I'm not judging anybody on that. Uh, but, like, we were talking about earlier today uh, at the bar. <laughs> we were having lunch. I was I eating lunch. Yeah, you were eating lunch. <laughs> you were drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was having coffee. You might coffee. want to say whiskey in it, probably. <laughs> Irish coffee. Irish coffee. But what I said earlier to you was, you know, when we went kind of dormant for a number of years, towards the end of that thing, the story I told you was I, I talked to a lady, and... Um, she said, well, I'm taking my, my, my daughter on a ghost hunt for her church. And it was one of them situations where I didn't know that person that well. But you'd have thought, like, well, hey, I'm the guy I talked to about that. But I didn't want to spend a couple hours of my time trying to talk her out of the idea that Paranormal State or whatever it might be is not a real show. It's just it's entertainment. And that gets very exhausting after a while. And we did that for a couple of years where... All I found myself doing was like being in like rants with people, going, "This is the reason for that. This is the reason for that." It's all BS, right? Uh, and I mean, it's it's, it's it's ratings. If you if they didn't have the evidence, if they didn't get something to move or a chair to move, or, yeah, you know, the the covers on the bed to go up, nobody nobody's gonna look. And you, right there was a time. There was a time with those things too, and I I want to really move somewhere else after this, yeah, but yeah. like. There was a time, and Doug and I had these conversations when we worked together for, for a couple of years, like directly, where I was kind of, wa- not without watching the shows, I was kind of watching all of the, these things happen, like, oh, well, this happened here with this show, so this show has to, they have to turn the heat up over here to get some, and it's like, okay, this is all completely insane now. These people are all just literally, manu- look, let's call a spade a spade, yeah. you're manufacturing things to get ratings. Yeah. I don't know any nice way to say it. Let me give you a a quick story and then we can move off of this chapter. There is a building in southern West Virginia. It's called the Whipple Coal Company store. They've had 7,000 men embalmed in the basement that were coal miners, right? Oh, wow. They've had multiple documented murders occur in this general store building. All right, so it's got a dark history. Built on top of a Native American Indian burial, where they've actually done oh, digs. That, okay, you got so you've you got, got everything okay. there. All right. Yeah. So one of the well-known shows, and the gentleman has very unique hair. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Got wind of this building and went to the owner. 
and said, we would like to come in and shoot an episode here. We've heard about the building, but you have to give us complete control over what we're doing. And he goes, tell me about the building. So she's talking about the little ghost children yeah, that are on yeah. the top floor. Mm-hmm. You see, back when this was a coal mining community, um, the general store was owned by the coal operator. If okay. a coal miner got sick, yeah. or, a, or a child got sick, they would take that child out of that coal camp and put them in a quarantine room in the upstairs level of this general store to prevent the coal miners from getting sick. Okay. Because if a coal miner got sick, that was downtime. They couldn't work. They couldn't work. So you have children dying inside of this building in this quarantine room, okay? So this guy on the show is talking to the owner, and she's like, yeah, there's ghost children upstairs. And he goes, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take control of the building. You're going to sign this paper here, and we're going to do reenactments of these little ghost kids dying in that room. And she says, no, I'll not... I'll not be part of that. Right. I want to be able to see what you do. And he goes, you're not going to have any say over it. That's why you need to sign this paper. We will reenact this stuff for the series. And she said, I'm not going to do it. And he told her, I've never been here. You can't brag about me being here. The show will not film here. You know, on and on and on. So she calls me and she tells me the show. Yeah. And I'm like, you dodged a bullet. And she goes, you know this guy? And I'm like... You don't want to do anything like that. She says, well, you kept telling me that my business would fail and that, you know, oh, I wouldn't, you know, and all this crap. And, she's like, and I'm like, you dodged a bullet there. She goes, the... I respect these children that are here. Right. And exactly. I don't want somebody prostituting. And that's that exactly what would have happened. And I know, we know that. I know. And she's like, thank you so much. She goes, I would have loved people coming and visiting right. after that being, but I don't need to do it that way. Right. It's, exactly. It's just purely now that we're, we're just talking about morals and ethics now. That's all it is. I mean, uh, we, I know, I know people that have went the other way and said, well, no, I'm just going to deal. You know, I just want to do this, you know? Um, it's a, it's a really tough line to walk. It's and I understand, but I understand both sides of it. I yeah. really do. But, yeah. uh, you know, let's move on. Yeah. yeah I know. I, <laughs> You know, and it's it, a bummer, it, man. It's, it is, it's a bummer. It is. When uh, Castle Rock was filming and all those people were there that you know portraying the inmates, I really wanted to grab some of those actors and say, "Listen, you know, I know what cell you were in. Did you? Was there something that happened? Did you know?" But yeah. they're like, "Don't ask them for autographs. Don't approach the actors." Yeah. So you know, I'm standing, I'm standing there, minding my own business, and this inmate comes over to me, and he's real tall, skinny, pasty white. He starts talking to me, and I'm like BS, and we're standing in front of a wall of uh, 89 photographs of who had been hung at the penitentiary, and another nine photographs of people who had been electrocuted. 89 hangings, nine electrocutions. And this guy's like, yeah, who's this, who's this? And I'm going into tour mode. Yeah, I'm right. like, this, these three guys were <laughs> mafia, they were executed all together on you know, 1935, yeah. and, then, and he's looking at me, and we're chit-chatting, and he walks away. And one of my background actors comes over, and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. What did he say? What did he say? And I said, the inmate? She goes, no, that was Bill Skarsgård. <gasps> oh! Like, <"Who?" laughs> what? She's like, Pennywise. yeah, Bill Skarsgård? Who's what? that? And she's like, haven't you seen It, the new yeah. movie? Yeah. And I'm like, that was him? She's like, and she's looking at me like, you? I'm like, this is my first job. As That's background. cool. And she goes, oh, who's who's your agent? I'm like, I don't even have it. <laughs> right. You know, she how'd you get this gig? Like, I'm showing up here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said, I sent my picture, you know, and just, you know, they wanted measurements and all that. And I said, and I just showed up and that was it. Yeah. But yeah. she's like, you talked to Bill Skarsgård. He was a cool guy. Pasty white. Oh, just, yeah. You know, I had no idea. <laughs> That's like, Pennywise. Oh, did he touch your hand? Did he touch your hand? I'm like, I don't know. I just I bought my Pennywise evil dead doll tonight. Yeah, he was pretty cool, though, man. He was in the inmate wall, you know? You yeah, you got, the, cool. you, got the, you got the Pennywise, and I, you got... You got, I got you Pinhead, and I got Pennywise. Yeah. Hellraiser with my cool. things. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, classic. <laughs> so I can't wait for that episode to come out, because that's going to rock. When is it coming it, out? Uh, July 24th, July 25th. Is um, it Netflix Hulu. or Hulu? Hulu? Okay. Yeah, Hulu's going to have it, and... um. Uh, like I said, I played the mother of an inmate. That is so cool. We're so, gonna be like, there's Sherry. <laughs> I know. It was so crazy because they're like, bring some outfits in, you know, bring ten outfits in, and we'll, you'll have makeup and hair. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, it's shot like in the 1970s, 1980s. So I pack all these clothes that I think would fit for 1970s, 1980s. And I'm in wardrobe, and they're picking up. Oh no, this is too new. Oh no, this is too fancy. Oh no, this is too nice. Nothing. Wait, what you have on? Oh, That's God, what, what like, you have no, on. Are you kidding me? What does that say? <laughs> All right, so this is what I had on. I had 
brown, old brown boots up to my knees. <laughs> I had tights on. I had a jean skirt and a sweater. Well, and that's that's yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. That is 80s. And yeah. she's, she's like, okay, your makeup? She goes, wait, it looks perfect. Oh, and my so God. You, and she goes, do you have that frosted pink lip gloss on you? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, honey, that's exactly the look we were going for. And I was like offended. Oh, shit. I'm straight I'm, out of the 80s I, still. I, I don't get my hair, makeup, or wardrobe because I look like I'm from 1982. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. You're good. You're good the way you are. She's like, just keep applying that pink frosted lip gloss. And I'm like, oh. God. Yeah, grab, grab that's going to be fun I'm to gonna see. Slide by your okay. knock that over. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get a Hulu account now. So, I know, me too. I right? have one. You, you have one? Oh, I'll use Bonnie's. Yeah, so, well, you know, I was there 10 hours and shot two scenes, so, you know, it's probably gonna be like 15 Right, blip, blip. There, Sherry, blip. Ah, sorry. Screenshot. Yeah, so, it was pretty Screenshot cool. Screenshot that. Yeah, and somebody's like, hey, you talked to the director? I'm like, yeah, he had me in this scene. He was like, tell me what to do. And they're like, what was it? What was it like talking to him? I'm like, I don't know. He was a director. J.J. Abrams. What? J.J. Uh, yeah, Abrams? Really? That, that's like... What? Yeah, he's... Yeah, that's a yeah. big I'm deal. Like, oh, what, what? What? I don't know. Who's... He's, he's done a couple of things like Star Wars. What? Right? <laughs> X-Men movies? Huh? Know, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. He's done a couple of low-budget films. Low, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, that's fun. Be fun. That will be but, fun. But, uh, you know, I just I just wondered if the actors had any... Idea. Yeah. While they were, while they were in those cells, you know. This this guy hung himself in the cell. You know, I just wondered if he on anything or you know this guy set himself on fire thank you guys for having me no yes, thank, thank you. you sherry for coming to our hotel room yeah we yes. are the haunted guys 117 room That's right. all, i don't i mean i want this room next year <laughs> I'll, I'll do my i'll you do my best it. I, I, you know listening now i'll do my best this is going to sound as good as i can make it sound it's an experiment we're doing oh, here. Oh, sure. Um, it's been fun. I appreciate you guys having um, me in here. Yeah. No, ser- seriously, thank Sherry, you. thank you so much for it's coming It's been here. fun. Yes. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. You're welcome. And you're going to be, you have to be up early. Huh. Yeah, she's first. She's first. Yeah, she's and I promised, I, I promised everybody, what, come in your pajamas and there's mimosas? Right. I no, saw. I'm like, so screwed. That should be the case. It really should. Because I'm like, if someone handed me a mimosa and I was just in my PJs. And oh, hell yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to talk to Troy about that next year. Maybe set up a mini bar. Yeah, we need to have a pay bar here at least. Ghostly talk. Oh. 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 Oh.